145, you, if you've been here the last few weeks, you know that we have been here, and we're going to be here again today for just a couple of minutes, not long at all. Psalm 145, verse 1 and 2, I will extol thee, my God, O King, I will bless thy name forever and ever. Let's sing just that first verse of that chorus that we sang earlier. Sing with me. Ready? My God, O King, I will extol thy name. My God, O King, I will extol thy name. I will extol thy name. Every day, forever and ever, my God, O King, I will extol thy name. I came back from the summit in July, and God had put a deep desire and burden on my heart to increase and improve my personal personal worship of the Lord, among other things. God had other things in my heart, but one of the major things was I need to I need to worship the Lord better than I do. And so that led to me leaving the house early each morning and <clears throat> going to a particular place. And the place that I chose, and I didn't intend to do this long term, but the very first day that I was home, I went to the place where we took the men again last night for the men's prayer meeting, the foundation of the First Baptist Church of Danbury. And uh, there's a sort of a cornerstone. I don't know if it's the cornerstone of the foundation, but it's a place where it's easy to kneel. So I went there and I knelt and uh, just started telling God how awesome he is, 10 or 15 minutes. After a few days, I decided to go back a second day and a third day. And after a few days of going back to that same place, I wanted to bring with me a scripture verse that worships God in the first person. Now, I think I've got the right voice there. I'm pretty good at grammar, but the, the persons, I'm a little, uh, my, the, the, anyway, I think I've, I've got what I want there, first person. In other words, not just, uh, I love, we sang, do we sing to God be the glory a little while ago? Uh, that's talking about God. To God be the glory, great things he hath done, so loved he the world. I'm not criticizing that one bit. I love that song. But I wanted a, a verse where, where David is worshiping the Lord in the, in the first person. I think that's what I want. They're talking directly to God. And uh, the Lord directed me to Psalm 145. So on my way from my house to that foundation, which is about a seven-minute drive, I started just going over this verse, I will extol thee, my God, O King. And I stopped right there just over and over, I will extol thee, my God, O King. And the worship began as soon as I got in the car and started driving, I will extol thee, my God, O King. And I wound up there at my spot and I just got on my knees and I just went with, <clears throat> repeated that phrase to the Lord again and again. And I was talking to him. I wasn't just going through rote meditation. I was, I was talking to God. I will extol thee, my God, O King. That led me to studying these verses. And, and really for the last six weeks, I have been every day to some extent, sometimes in, deeply and sometimes uh, not quite as deeply in this passage. Uh, that's where that chorus came from. And I preached a message probably three weeks ago on being an everyday forever and ever promoter of God and an everyday forever and ever 
uh, pleaser of God and an every day forever and ever praiser of God. I preached another message after the following week about that. Last week we talked in verse number four, one generation shall praise thy works to another. And uh, as God has continued to, to work in my heart, I've just sort of shared with you what God has shared with me. Now here's the crazy thing. In April, I did a Sunday night um, Bible studies. We've been talking on Sunday nights about the attributes of God, and we came to the, the truth that God is glorious. And I used as my text and didn't even really make the connection of Psalm 145, verse 5. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And it wasn't until I was getting ready to, to preach in Michigan a couple of weeks ago that I realized that that text also was from Psalm 145. So I combined the two messages and uh, made them one. But now in my progression in Psalm 145, and I hope I'm not totally confusing you, I have come to verse number five. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty. Just a couple of thoughts here. We'll be dismissed and we're going to dismiss on time. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty. What does that mean? All right, this, first of all, this is King David. So we have a king talking about the king. Do you get that? Thy majesty. What do people say when they're talking to royalty? His majesty or your majesty. And David, the king, King David is talking about the king of kings. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty. And I want you to notice this, the beginning of the chapter, David is talking about private worship. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. He's clearly talking about private worship. But now he says, I will speak of, thy, of the glorious honor of thy majesty. This is clearly public speaking about God's majesty. And this really is the thing that God has, has done in my heart more than anything else, that if you will increase what you're doing in private, I will increase what we do in public. And isn't that what Matthew 6 says, or Matthew 7, that the God which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. It doesn't mean that God's going to clap for you. It's going to mean that your public efforts are going to be blessed because of what you do in private. And so David says in private, I will extol thee, my God, O king, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. And by verse 5, he says, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty. So now the, the glorifying, the magnifying of God has gone from the private place to public. And that's what I'm trying to sell all of us on. I'm not trying to, I'm going to, uh, in fact, I was supposed to announce it already and I forgot. I'm going to tell you at the end of the service of something that we're going to do to improve our efforts and visitation, something everybody here can be a part of and you'll, you'll like. But I got to tell you, I can stand up here all day long and beat the pulpit and say, witness to people, pass out tracts, win souls. And if what you're doing in private is not consistent and faithful and sincere and heartfelt before the Lord, what you do in public is going to flop. And so I'm hitting the private place, and I have been for weeks, and I am this morning again. 
to privately, in private, you and God, you talking to God, you talking to God, you talking to God, I will extol thee, my God, okay? Extol means promote. I will promote God in private. And I will let God know in private that, God, I know who you are. I know who you are, and you are awesome, and you are great. Okay, so now David's talking publicly. David's private promotion of God has resulted in his public promotion of God. I will speak. Now quickly, let's take this phrase. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty. Very quickly, first of all, let's look at the word majesty. David speaks. He's saying, I will speak of thy majesty. David is saying, I will talk to people in my conversation. I will make sure people know that God's the king of the universe. In other words, I will express my worldview that God is king. Does your conversation, does my conversation with people reflect that I know that God is the king of the universe? Let's be frank. Most people, their conversation does not reflect that because that's not their worldview. Most people have a very human-centered or humanistic worldview. And if they believe in God at all, God is just some old man that gets in the way of things. Or some old man that we turn to when we need stuff. Or some old man that we blame. God's a Santa Claus that we really don't even like. That's most people's view of God if they believe in him at all. Your worldview and mine, if you love the Lord, is that God is the king of the universe. And God says, I'm sorry, David says, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I will speak of his majesty. But not just his majesty, the honor of his majesty. He doesn't just rule the universe, he rules it honorably. He rules it justly. He's patient with us. He's merciful, but he's completely just. God is always fair. I will speak of the honor of of his majesty. By the way, I saw it. Maybe you've seen this and you've seen a lot of videos from Houston. There's a man walking down the street with his son. And a reporter comes up. The man has, it was just him and his son living together and the man has lost everything but he has his own life and he has his son. And the reporter says, excuse me, sir. How you doing? And the man says, I praise God. And he said, uh, did you, what'd you lose? He said, oh, I, I lost my house, lost my job, lost my car, lost everything I own. But I thank God. He said, I'm alive, my son's alive. And the man's walking the whole time, the man's walking. The reporter says, um, where are you going to go? I don't know. What are you going to do? I don't know. What do you have left? I got me and I got my son and the clothes that we're wearing. And the reporter says, And you thank God? He said, I thank God. And he just kept walking. He never stopped walking the whole time he was talking. What was that man doing? He was speaking of the honor of his majesty. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight. I don't know where, I don't know the future. And that final, but I know God's the king of the universe. And I know he rules honorably. And then he says, I will speak of the glorious honor 
glorious means, that glory means, among other things, that, it, that God's, the honor of His majesty invokes awe in all of creation. The honor of God's majesty makes all of creation say, oh, wow. You know, it's an awesome thing that even when the atheist looks at the Rocky Mountains or Niagara Falls or the Grand Canyon goes, oh, that's so awesome. They're giving glory to God. They just don't even know it. Because the glory of his majesty causes them to say, wow. And they'll say, isn't it so awesome? Isn't nature so awesome? Well, they don't know is what they're saying is, hey, if, if you look at, if I look at a painting and I hate the painter, but I compliment the painting, I may hate the painter, but I'm still complimenting, complimenting the painter whether I want to or not. And when you look at God's creation, you may deny the creator, but if you say his creation's awesome, you're giving glory to him whether you want to or not. David said, I will speak of the glorious honor of his majesty. Now listen, I am not trying to get us one bit to take our eyes off of the mission. The mission is to bring people to Jesus Christ. And our prayer has been for the same amount of time. God, multiply what we're doing here. We're not doing enough. Multiply it, please. Multiply our influence. In and I'm not trying to take our eyes off of that one bit. But as I've gone before the Lord, and my prayer life is at least double what it was before the summit, probably even triple. I'm not patting myself on the back to God be the glory. I'm just telling you God's doing stuff in my heart. But I am telling you that we can, we can get all busy, busy, busy if we want to. But if it be, doesn't begin in private before God, it's going nowhere. And as I have sought the Lord about what he'd have us do, and he's done some amazing things. I just got a text from my son yesterday. This is unbelievable. The very same neighborhood, and I told you the stories with me and Kat. I won't tell the stories again. Those stories, Kat, I didn't even tell you. They, they lit up the, the, the preachers that I talked to in, in Michigan and told them the story. And, I mean, I had preachers, Kat, I had preachers in, in Michigan going around talking about pumpkin and how God was, was using pumpkin. It was, it was the coolest thing. God's been doing stuff. And then I get a text from my son yesterday telling me that in the very same neighborhood that we've been talking about and praying about, my son said yesterday uh, he was talking to, to one of his, an upperclassman in, in college. And he said uh, he was in New York City within the last month and went to a Yankee game. And he went early before the Yankee game and just went soul winning nearby. And uh, was able to lead five teenage boys to Christ who were out there playing basketball. And came back and told Joe what a burden he had to, to reach that area. Well, that's the same area we're talking about there. And by the way, this guy finishes school in January. I'm just saying all these things are popping up. God's doing stuff. If we want to see God do stuff, we got to keep it red hot in the private place, in the secret place. Will you exalt God one-on-one? Can I say one, one more thing and we're all finished? I'm not talking about an hour every morning. If you have an hour, that's great. I'm talking about 10 minutes. 10 minutes every morning of you going along with God and I will extol thee, my God, O King. Let's stand together this morning. We're ready to dismiss.